0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Another box full. Very good. Q and A. Let's take one by one. I guessed that you want to ask questions from my talk, but I talk but it's not clear. But most uh, questions here are not from my talk. Hmm? I mean, you need to know something more about other things as well. So it's good, it's good. That is why you come here, Hmm? to to learn more Dhamma. When you come to Bhavana, Bhavana, we always, the monastic here, we always try to uh, give the information from the very word of the Buddha, not the, not the later things, later works like commentaries, sub commentaries, sub huh? sub commentaries, and Abhidhamma, Magna, no such thing here, hmm? pure Dhamma, that is the difference. Okay, mm. I find myself anticipating the, the end of meditation. What can I do to overcome this hindrance? Anticipating the end of meditation. Ah. That's, it happens, you know, when you, when you go to a retreat. Now you have many other things to be done at home, as you come uh, to the end of the retreat, it happens. You are also quite anticipating to end the retreat and uh, want to go. That's why some people decide to go a little um, couple days ahead even. Hmm? So it is alright, but as you want to practice, you came here to practice. Focus more and more attention and calm down yourself. Forget about other things. Focus to yourself. Stay here. Stay with us with Bantes at Bhavana. Okay, next question. Bhante please kindly explain again Nama and Rupa. If understand incorrectly. Rupa is matter consists of four elements namely soil, water, air, and fire. Nama consists of what elements? Uh, Okay, Rupa is correct. Nama consists of what elements? Nama Nama means um, feeling, perception, volitional formation. Contact and attention, those are five. Those five are called Nama. Sankhara is thought, thought, volition, verbal volition, and sensation. Volition is this correct? No, no volition is. It's not uh, the way that we put it. Uh, Sankhara means volitional formations. Sankara means formations, uh, constructions, hmm? fabrications, to construct, construct something. Volition is your intention. Sankara is okay. Oh, volition. verbal formation, uh, physical formation, or bodily formation. Hmm? Better use the word body bodily formations, verbal formation and uh, mental formation those are the three. If sankhara becomes a wholesome or unwholesome action, is it possible to classify or eliminate them? Yes, they are they are what you call karma in other words, sankhara, means the volitional volitional formations uh, they are wholesome unwholesome actions means actions means karma so in that case sankhara means karma for instance in the six uh, in the five aggregates sankhara khanda, there is a there is a fact there is a mm Aggregate called sankhara khand. Sankhara khand means karma khanda, Karma khanda. <coughs> Next, Bhante, I have been conditioned to believe that equanimity uh, regarding others' suffering is uh, called and harm harmless, what do you advise especially in this age when even suggesting suggesting something on uh, something on social media can have real implications loss of job loss of uh, friends etc thank you um, you know <clears throat> I have been conditioned uh, that is how we sometimes we think that we are being con uh, we are we have been Condition. We are being conditioned. That is how we think. But if we have right understanding, nobody can condition us. It's our mind. If we know what is to be done, if we if we know that what is good and bad, good and bad. That is right understanding if we have right understanding if you know what is right what is wrong what is good what is bad what is wholesome what is unwholesome we have to have this knowledge this knowledge without which we just live like vegetables animals like we must have right understanding that is what is called right thinking right thinking then nobody can condition us we have our own own way. Therefore, don't let others to condition you. Try to understand what is good and bad. Do what is good for you, good for others. Then nobody can condition you. Okay, can you talk ab- more about applying metta like a bomb? Ah, metta like a balm means when you have problems with Meditation, suppose while you are practicing vipassana, real vipassana, that is the time you need metta, bam when you practice vipassana. While you are practicing, sometimes it's very tired, uh, it's like dry, everything is dry, it's quite difficult to carry on. At that time you need metta. Practice metta for a few minutes. Then you yourself can understand that it's calm, it's more relaxed, more soft, gentle, soothing. Hmm? Like that. That is that is what I said about metta-bam. Apply metta bam. Whenever you have a problem with your meditation, when you whenever you feel that you can't you can't continue your meditation you are not happy with, you are not satisfied with what you are doing, then apply metta. that is the bomb. Okay, next, uh, how could, is, is it for senior monastic to attain jhanas on a daily basis? What about the fourth jhana and in it? Meet up. I I am not an English person. <laughs> How can I? It's okay, Bhante. People have been writing me notes, and I can't even understand their signature. Ah. So it's been tough. Yeah. So write better, please. <laughs> How? Oh, wow. <laughs> Bhante, I think you read this better than I do.
1: <laughs> is
0: it for senior monastics to attain jhanas on a daily basis? What about the fourth jhana and the Is that an immaterial jhanas? Immaterial, ah. Uh, ah, uh, uh, immaterial. <clears throat> That is not in. This is uh, the the word here is, in. I think. Okay. So these things, whether whether you are a monastic or lay person, whether you are senior or junior, this is not a matter. Whoever practices can attain these jhanas, hmm? if you want to practice. Even without jhana, one can attain enlightenment. So. Jhana, whether the first, the second, the third, the fourth, or the immaterial jhanas, any jhana, if you so desire, if you so desire and practice accordingly, then you can attain jhana. (laughs) Yes, no matter whether whether you are a senior monk or junior monk, or even a lay person. Layers, lay persons also can... Uh, experience the same thing dhamma is such okay what type of meditation could you recommend to a person with uh, whose mind tends to engage in uh, logical analysis or is prone to get lost in excessive verbal uh, verbal thinking what is verbal thinking verbal thinking i don't know uh, so anyway you cannot think verbally you can express what to what to what to uh, conceptualize is verbalize once you verbalize it is not thinking any longer therefore you cannot say verbal thinking that is like muttering or murmuring such things but even that is not not called verbal Okay. so a person whose mind tends to engage in logical analysis. So such a person, uh, it is better practice serenity meditation like uh, metta, qualities of the Buddha uh, and repulsiveness of the body. These things first and switch to insight. Insight is the best but you cannot practice insight without practicing serenity, first practice serenity and then switch to insight, you can quickly uh, catch up things, you can quickly understand what dhamma is, quickly you can realize different stages, different things, practice properly. Bante please explain karma. Karma means uh, volitions, intentional action. Karma means intentional actions. Intentional action is not what you are planning to do. Like tomorrow, day after, next week, uh, intention. You have good intention to go home and uh, help those who really need, hmm? needy people. It's good but action is not yet done, you have good intention, but tomorrow, that is not karma. Karma means your actions you are are doing right now. Say for instance, you think of, uh, like like some people say they uh, go to the war, hmm? go to fight, In different countries, over here, any other place, they go to the army, military. To go into the military is okay, it's good, it's a good thing. But when you go to the military, what you do? If you kill, that is not a good thing. Where you, you are doing unwholesome, that is karma. So, you, are, you have good intention to go uh, to the war, go to the military to, to save the country, or save some people. But in order to save others, if you kill uh, another person, but it is wrong, that means it is intentional karma. Therefore, whatever karma means intention, intentional action. That for karma. Good karma and bad karma both. Okay, Bante referring to the story about the infant, can I can a lay person who just started the metta practice get similar results? Do you have to be in the practice for some time to be able to see such results as you to practice uh, for some time then you yourself can do this, you yourself can uh, practice and experience. I think Bantaji said that uh, true metta happens only in the second jhana if this is true isn't it better to stick to anapanasati to gain concentration not necessarily to, to go to the anapanasati you can practice metta it is much easier sometimes it is much easier it depends on your your practice some people when they practice uh, metta they can quickly uh, come to different jhanic levels, others practice in anapanasati. So try both, hmm? try both. First practice the one and then understand whether which which one is better, easier to you, and then uh, practice either anapanasati or. Metta and gain concentration. Once the mind is concentrated, you can go uh, and carry on your meditation. Okay, Bante. One year ago in my practice, I um, I experienced the rising up. And passing of sankharas throughout my body, my sitting for two months were uh, freaky, frantic, but liberating as those kinds of uh, released since then I often feel pithy and sukha, but my practice overall feels stuck. Do you have insights into how I can move forward? You know, practicing, when you practice for some time and stop, then you are quite stuck, that's true so what do you to do try to practice more practice more and more come to the same level and try to maintain your practice so that for the for which you need to practice every day try to maintain a certain time like practicing at least 30 minutes hmm? morning 30 minutes evening as lay persons at least 30 minutes uh, then you can you can stay with it. Uh, the rising up and passing of sankhara these words, you know language is a hindrance. Language is a very big hindrance. We sometimes use uh, different different words, but even we don’t know what the meaning is. We simply use this word, Sankhara, Sankhara throughout the body. What is that Sankhara? Has the Buddha talked about the Sankhara throughout the body? No such thing, false Sankhara. Buddha, Buddha said everything is Sankhara in, in one particular way that is dependent on if as things come to arise because of other things they are called sankhara in that case the buddha said sabbe sankhara anicca all conditioned ah uh, conditioned things in that case sankhara means everything except nibbana so <coughs> Bante, you discussed uh, four jhanic factors today but isn't isn't, uh, isn't equanimity a fifth. You discuss four jhanic factors today. But isn't equanimity a fifth. Also is nimitta necessary for attaining jhana as um, jhana, brahma, Right. Thank you. Uh, equanimity is not a jhanic factor. There are jhanic factors, the Buddha said, in the suttas, not in the later works. In the, according to later works, they have different things. The Buddha said, uh, jhanic factors are savitaka sa vichara, vivekajam, piti, sukha, only four factors. Hmm? vitakka, vichara, piti, sukha, those are the four factors of the first jhana. ekaggata is also given in the later works. There is another factor which is called ekaggata, which is given in the later works. Those are the factors. And Nimitta, this Nimitta also expected all the time. People think of this and they try to find the Nimitta, and uh, this is also given in the Vishuddhimagga. So, Nimitta, whatever the Nimitta, whatever the uh, sign that you gain according to the buddha's teaching what is more important is not to cling to that nimitta but to switch to insight hmm? if you switch to insight then you can get better results so one whatever the nimitta you gain try to switch to insight but Bante, what have, what practical Advice can you offer to someone who is not able to sit for long long periods of time without experiencing pain? What has worked for you? Is there any preferences in the Pali Canon to address this issue? You know everybody who sit for meditation has the pro- same problem had the same problem hmm? means pain everybody feels feels pain why pain is a aggregate of the five like form form aggregates then second one feeling aggregates feeling aggregate is pain So as long as you are alive, you feel pain. So what should we do? We have to adjust ourselves. If we want to continue meditation, keep determination. That is why the Buddha said, practice ardently. Ardent, what is ardent? Effort, make an effort. Effort to continue your meditation. Even at least another couple minutes uh, no I don't want to wait I don't want to rest. I want to continue another couple minutes another two minutes, three minutes, five minutes like that stay longer try to try to increase your time. Hmm? try to stay a little longer. nothing happened to your knees, nothing happened to your body. By practicing meditation nobody uh, is hurt. Hmm? Nothing happened to your legs. Practice in meditation. So that is how we need to practice. Hmm? Even Buddha had Buddha had pain. Buddha and enlightened ones they themselves had pain, but they did not take it as their own. That is the difference. It's not my pain. My, my. In our case, whenever we have pain, oh, my knee, oh, my leg, like that, my, my, I, that it is because of that pain is increasing. Please repeat the ten, ten fetters. Okay, ten fetters are, the first one is uh, personality belief, you personalize, personality belief. Second, doubt. Third, rites and rituals, (coughs) clinging clinging to rites and rituals. Fourth, clinging to sensuality. The fifth is uh, repulsiveness. Sixth, clinging to uh, form world, material world. Seventh is clinging to immaterial world. Eight is uh, conceit, nine uh, restlessness, ten ignorance. Okay, is it possible to extinguish the interior monologue during meditation if so for how long is the interior monologue or what the buddha meant by consciousness one of the five aggregates or by consciousness did he mean awareness. Okay, so monologue can be uh, can be controlled, can be ceased even for some time. Hmm? That is what is called uh, thinking. Uh, in a talks, in a commentary, in a commentary should be ceased. Otherwise, you cannot meditate. Meditation really means you stop. In our thoughts in a our, inner commentaries hmm? uh, in the anapanasati Sutta the Buddha gave sixteen steps of uh, mindfulness of breathing when you practice mindfulness of breathing there are sixteen different steps. when you come to the uh, there are tet- tetrads, when you come to the second one, you can see that uh, there is the, the cessation of formation. Uh, mm-hmm. Piti pati saṅvedi sāmi iti Piti pati saṅvedi sāmi iti shikkati, Sukha pati sāmi iti shikkati, Sukha pati sāmi iti now, then citta sankhara pattisangvedi ah yeah. you have to understand Chitta sankhara citta sankhara means uh, mentally mental formations means thinking citta sankhara pattisangvedi when you have whenever you have uh, mental formations you have to understand that they are mental formation citta pattisankara citta then while you are practicing mindfulness of breathing they come to come to the uh, to calmness hmm? that come to the to calmness of your mental formation that is a level so when you practice mindfulness of breathing you can uh, control this. And Consciousness, Consciousness here in the five aggregates, Consciousness means uh, Vinyāna. Buddha has given three different terms to explain our mind. Chitta, Manu, Vinyāna, these three terms. Uh, But in, in English we have only two terms it is quite difficult to uh, explain mind in our language whereas the buddha buddha himself gave three terms but in our language we have only two mind and consciousness so we use the word consciousness to both vijnana and chitta. that is the that is the difficulty Consciousness, did he mean awareness? Consciousness is not awareness. Consciousness means your mind. Awareness means you know what is going on. That is your awareness. Two different things. In his books Bhanteji describes several uh, techniques to keep the mind focused on the breath, such as counting and so on. Could you describe some, uh, these, some of these techniques and how to benefit from them? It's not my task, you bet ask Bantaji. <laughs> It's not appropriate. He has explained this. You better ask him. Huh? Pantaji? I don't recommend counting. Uh, I mean, uh, these are not what the Buddha said. This is not what the Buddha said. The Buddha never asked us to count our breath. So anyway when you practice focus your attention give your attention to your breath when you give your attention to your breath simply understand your natural breath without using any words that is the best thing to do that is the best thing to do without using any word any thoughts no thoughts just observe Bhante Pante mentioned the requirement to attain the first jhana. Can you please repeat, 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 repeat? It should be repeat that again. How do you know when you attain the first jhana? So jhanaic factors. Now, little while, little while ago, I explained the factors. And in order to gain jhana, you have to practice serenity, you have to practice concentration. When you practice concentration, when you come to that level, you yourself can understand. Just like you, suppose you want to go to DC, you simply go there. When you go to DC, you know. When you, when you are there, you know. Just like that. Okay. Once you practice, you to you to go. Simply thinking, I I want to go to DC. Simply, you try to dream. Nothing happened. If you go, you can experience. When whenever you reach, just when you, whenever you reach there, you see the signs. Hmm? When you when you have concentrated mind. When your mind is fixed to the object, you know now you have come to a certain factor. Vitaka. In Vichara, you are you are again and again observing it. Whenever you feel priti, the uh, rapture, bliss, you know what it is. It's not others' experience, your your own experience. Therefore, you can understand it by your own practice. How are the four foundations of mindfulness? Foundation Foundational, foundational. How are the four fact? How are the four foundations of mindfulness? Foundational. I don't know. I don't like this uh, uh, translation. I don't use foundation because they are. The Buddha said, "Satipatthana." Patthana means establish, establish. You have to establish your mind. So sati, mindfulness, is to be established. Therefore I prefer the term establish. Uh, I don't use this term, hmm, foundation. Foundation is you lay the foundation for, to build a house. And sometimes the foundation is there for many years. No house is coming up. But the Buddha never taught Dhamma for such things. Buddha's Dhamma is day by day, it's clear. Whoever practices the Dhamma is clear, clear and clear, new, renewed, fresh, new. Okay, Bhante, today's Dhamma teaching was complex and heavy, I know. But if I don't give it to you today, when should I give it? <laughs> no other Dhamma talk. Huh? No other Dhamma talk. Perhaps we don't meet again. Hmm? Perhaps never. So, but uh, it's my duty to explain what the what the Buddha has talked about these things as well. So. Could you explain how you apply these concepts in your life practice so that I can apply them as well? Ah, if you want to apply this, better you come and practice with us yes. huh? and uh, learn this how to practice. Huh? So, <coughs> in, in daily life also you have to apply this. Daily life, you have to understand uh, this uh, nama rupa. Huh? Nama rupa means uh, physicality and mentality. You have to understand the physicality and mentality together with consciousness, and then the application is you have to practice. When you practice, you can understand the dhamma, and it happens when eventually what happens, you can attain enlightenment. So what I wanted to explain was the Buddha's path what the Buddha has taught us and if we practice this we can understand Dhamma we can realize the Dhamma okay Bantek when one has full faith in the Buddha and the Dhamma has practiced meditation Metta and mindfulness a lot, also contemplates the three characteristics of existence, even mastering the one understanding of these dhammas and practice uh, practices to be able to clearly teach them to others in a way that awakens their, them. What may be preventing nibbana for such a practitioner, in spite of their clear understanding and dedicated practice? Yeah, that is true. When you, however much you practice, um, you to understand. When you teach the Dhamma, in order to teach others you to understand the Dhamma, you to have the faith in the Buddha, Dhamma and the Sangha as well. And since you practice, you teach, you should not forget yourself. You to practice and then you have to preach. Practice what you preach. Preach what you practice. Hmm? That's the way to do Otherwise, simply like mm, parrots, or simply giving talks, that is not the teaching of the Buddha. One day we'll have to, we have to, we'll have to uh, focus more, and we have to uh, dedicate ourselves more and more to practice. We ourselves cannot do this type of things every day to the end of the life. It is not my idea. It is not my desire. I don't want to teach Dhamma um, for many years. I want to stop pretty soon. I will do that and dedicate and confine to one place and practice. That is my idea. Teaching is good, but we have to think of ourselves and practice more and more. Bhante, is it necessary to know Abhidhamma to gain any stages of enlightenment? No. <laughs> <coughs> Dear Bhante, can you please explain how karma works? is the goal to stop uh, creation karma even good karma uh, karma it is a quite, quite difficult word it's uh, to explain uh, you, you you should understand karma in different ways the buddha's explanation of karma is given in the discourses those who Prepare to understand, if you really need to understand what karma is, you should not read these later works. You should go to the Buddha's very word and understand karma. According to later works, karma has been classified into different groups which are not in the discourses. Karma according to the teachings of the Buddha is intentional action. Simply keep this in your mind. If your intention is good, it's good karma. Whatever you do, if your intention is good, it's good karma. Intention means now. What While you are doing the action, the action is going on right now. Your intention is good, that is a good karma. That's how you do define the karma karma there are certain karmas which uh, gives results here in this world in daily life even uh, while you are doing within this lifetime there are certain karmas which we have to reap results right after this life there are certain karmas which uh, we will have to reap results throughout the samsaric journey uh, before until we attain Nibbana. Those are three different ways, three different types of karma. Uh, that is how the Buddha has taught karma. Karma means Chetanā. Buddha said Chetanāham bhikkave kammang vadāmi. Monks, I say intention, volition. Volition is karma. That is the Buddha's word. Okay, you spoke about the Buddha asking to see his past lives. Is this acceptable to ask to receive certain uh, specific information or insight? When do you do this? Okay, past lives. Of course, we can we can develop that knowledge, and also we everybody can understand the, for some limited extent. Even for some limited extent, we can understand uh, our past karma when we practice, when we develop our mind. So. There is a particular knowledge to develop. If you develop it, then you can understand uh, different lifetimes. That is what the Buddha exactly did. Not only Buddha, his disciples as well. They all uh, practice. They understood how they came throughout sansara. Many years, many, uh, many, sorry, many lifetimes. Okay, when emotions get uh, tired up and anger uh, rises, what to do to stop it or is it better to let anger uh, run its course first and analyze it uh, after how how to deal with uh, anger? whenever you have emotions the best thing to do is calm down hmm? calm down be patient be patient calm down that is the best thing and uh, if you if you can practice metta since you have anger if you can calm down first you have to calm down you can you cannot practice metta right away but first calm down and then practice metta. That's the best thing to do. <coughs> How does the Buddhist laity in Sri Lanka practice? How does this differ from the from the way that American Uh, converts to Buddhism practice, Buddhism practice. American converts, how does this differ from the way that American converts to Buddhism practice? Well, Buddhist in, in Sri Lanka, they are practicing different things. They they practice many different types of uh, puja. They have different pujas. They practice dana, more and more dana, sila, and bhavana is for uh, nowadays, of course there is a trend that m- more and more people practice bhavana. It's very good. This time, when I went to Sri Lanka, I understood many people are dedicated now. It's good, good trend. Especially youngsters, they want to practice. So they practice dana, sila, bhavana. Dana, when they give, especially during this time, since the Buddha's birthday, they give for days, they set up uh, like holes, uh, temporary huts along the road and whoever passed the place, like any vehicle, they put uh, the flag and stop the vehicle and invite all the people to come into their hut and enjoy food, drinks for days completely free of charge. That is what is called dana. They give this type of dana, nowadays. And when you visit different sacred places in Sri Lanka, you can see many people, hundreds, they get together to practice sila, especially on full moon and new moon. They played in white, they go the different holy places and uh, observe sila, precepts. And bhavana also there are uh, are forest monasteries. So there are now some new places. So they flock there and practice. That's good. That is the way that uh, Sri Lankan people practice. So you know, Everything has good side and bad side. Hmm? So some people might see that uh, people in Sri Lanka do not practice. Huh? Or so some people say that they practice. That's how as they see. In comparison to, we have to understand what really people do. Practicing means not only meditation. Meditation is not enough. You have to practice three things. Sila, Samadhi, Panya. O dana, Sila, Bhavana. Three things. You have to give. You have to share with others. That is important. In order to cut off our craving, we have to share with others. We have to give others. That is important. That is what is called dana. Then Sila. Sila is practicing uh, Virtuous morality and bhavana. This all these three should be done. So they do, and you know what uh, Americans do. You know better. So you can understand what it is, how we practice. Huh? I wanted a second piece of fruit and stopped to think if it was greed or need. Someone else took that last piece. <laughs> I knew then That it was a need for that food, or was it greed? (laughs) You know, greed, greed, whether we who knows this, who has to decide? You yourself have to decide whether it's really need or greed. If it is greed, give up. If it is need, go ahead, take it. Okay, Bante, what is a sentient bean? Can I really be friend a jellyfish? <laughs> okay, sentient beans are beings with consciousness. Hmm? Sentient beings means consciousness, conscious beings. Whatever beings. Beans means consciousness if you say bean wherever beans they have consciousness without consciousness it's not uh, considered uh, bean like plants plants are not beans hmm? plants, trees hmm? such things they are not beans because they have no consciousness ok can i really be friend uh, jellyfish yes if you if you, will, if you will be born in that category, in that particular realm hmm, then not, not really, you, are, you cannot be a real friend with them because they cannot understand what you do. <laughs> huh? You cannot understand their feelings, they cannot understand your feelings, your sensation, your thoughts, the way that you are thinking. Their life is completely different. That is called uh, another uh, woeful state. Hmm? Uh, it is Tirisan, Tirasan or the, uh, the Buddha said hell, another kind of hell. However much they are beautiful, they are in a hell. We don't want to go to that hill. Hmm? Okay, what does turning the Dhamma wheel mean? I have heard this in reference, reference to turning the wheel three times. Turning the wheel of Dhamma means the Buddha taught the Dhamma <coughs> which is Called Dhamma Chakka Pavattana Sutta. Dhamma Chakka Pavatana Pavatana means kept and uh rolling. Pavattana Pavatana means uh turning, turning the wheel. Dhamma Chakka pavattana, Dhamma Chakka is to be understood. Dhamma Chakka is the wheel of Dhamma the four noble truths. Basically the four noble truths. Four noble truths are divided in each one is divided into three. Then altogether they become twelve parts. Then there are three paces of truth. Three paces of truth, which depicts the three paces truth. With that the form the, what you call the uh, wheel, Dhamma wheel is formed. If you set in motion, that is what is called Pavattana. The Buddha did the same thing. Buddha did this. And that, uh, when the Buddha put this in motion, it's going on. It's, it's going on and on and on until the end of his asana. Now it's going on. Bante, could you please brief in, briefly explain the difference between mindfulness and vipassana? Again. Okay, Mindfulness. mindfulness means we are aware of what is going on now. We are either attentive or aware of things. Right now, that is mindfulness in short vipassana means as the result of being mindful we see things as they are so mindfulness is the action vipassana is the result when you see when you see things now as you are mindful as you are attentive you give full attention Focus your full attention, you see true. That is what is called vipassana. Passati to see, vipassati to penetrate. When you see things as they are, you see three characteristics. That is the only thing that you can see. Three characteristics impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, and soullessness. When you see these three, that is what is called vipassana. Vipassana means see in the three characteristics. Okay, Bante, where does equanimity fit in the eight path? Uh, equanimity is fixed in uh, sati, uh, Sammasati, sati, right mindfulness, and samma samadhi, both. Right mindfulness Buddha said how to practice Buddha said when you practice mindfulness of uh, right mindfulness, you have to practice four establishments of mindfulness. When you practice whenever you practice mind uh, four establishment of mindfulness, you have to maintain four factors you to practice properly ardently then with a clear comprehension then with mindfully mindfulness and the fourth factor is equanimity equanimously those are the four factors to be maintained when you practice uh, right mindfulness samma sati then when you come to the Sama Samadhi, Sama Samadhi is gained only with the support of the first seven factors of the path. Without the support of the first seven factors, nobody can gain Sama Samadhi. That means to gain Sama Samadhi, you should have right understanding. Without right understanding, no sammasamadhi. Without right understanding, no sammasamkha, right concept, right thoughts. Without right thoughts, no right speech. Without right speech, no right action. Like that. First seven factors should be uh, with the right concentration. When you come to that right concentration, then only, only for that person can understand the right uh, knowledge as the ninth factor of the path. Then with that understanding, only that understanding, one can understand right liberation as the tenth factor of the path. In such a way the path becomes tenth path, tenfold path, not the eighth pole path. In order to complete the journey, the spiritual journey, you have to complete the tenth pole, tenfold path. Not eight pole path is not enough. Okay. <coughs> Next, uh, Bante, is it possible for for lay person who is married to attain jhana? Yes. <laughs> it is not a barrier. Huh? Lay persons, how many lay persons in the time of the Buddha attained not only jhana, stream enter, once written and non written, they all were. Uh, they all attained different stages while they were at home married hmm? uh they have not only one wife sometimes four five wives <laughs> and and children children, about twenty thirty children uh, but they take for instance uh visaka. you know the visaka the Buddha's chief benefactress. She had about thirty plus uh, children I think. Hmm? Like that. But she was a stream enterer, hmm? Like that. It's not a problem. Could you please explain about shaving one's hair monks, nuns? I don't know how to explain that. Uh, it's simple. Take a razor. <laughs> that is what I do. Hmm? It's so simple. Shaving hair is simple. Perhaps you want to know how to how to get ordination or something. But the question asked here is: Explain about shaving one's hair monks nuns. That is exactly what monks and nuns do. Hmm? (laughs) I have difficulty sitting still for a long period. I try not to name the pressure as pain but the numbness and the pressure become very difficult to handle at times any suggestions? when you have pain if it is really really difficult to bear up what you can do slowly change your posture like uh, as you are sitting in one particular way then slowly give attention first give attention as you are practicing mindfulness of breathing then stop it and understand the intention intention of moving intention of moving your body now perhaps you cannot uh, simply change your posture change change your legs you need the help of your hands then understand which hand first understand the intention understand how you uh, move your hand slowly do everything slowly like take about 15 minutes to change your posture. Huh? It doesn't matter. That itself is your meditation. In such a way, you don't disturb your meditation. You simply continuously practice changing your posture, sitting and then come back to mindfulness of breathing. Even if you cannot practice that, if you still have the same problem, slowly stand up and practice my walk in meditation, walk in meditation, okay, how was creation, how was creation, repeated, Uh, what is hope, what is hope, again repeated, what is grace, what is grace, all these are not in our books, not in my books <laughs> creation we don't believe creation or creator hope we have hope if we want to we can hope to attain Nibbana that is hope for Buddhist attainment of enlightenment ok can a monk nun Get married. Why? Why not? If not, is it because of attachment and all sensual pleasures? Uh, Can a monk, none get married? Why? Why not? Why? Why not? Okay. You know better the problems when you get married. The problems you know better. So when you ask this question, the monks, as monks, we have no such experience, but we can see, we can see clearly how many people are satisfied, whether they are satisfied with their life, married life. As I see, most people are not satisfied. Most people are not satisfied. Very first days is good, going smoothly, nicely, but later on, many problems. Hmm? Many problem arises. Why? Two persons, however much, however, however, the similarities. You before we get married, what you do? You try to find similarities of the two persons, but two persons are. Completely different two persons. Hmm? So, the monks and nuns we are not supposed to get married because our purpose is different, our goal is different, our practice is different. We have dedicated our whole life for this reason: the Buddhas to practice the Buddhas dhamma. Therefore, this. Uh, not uh, suitable for monks and nuns to get married in order to lead happy life lead a life so that we can do better service to others just think of yourself how many like the monks see the monks they think of other people mostly they think of other people because we have no, no uh, sort of family, no sort of family to take care We always want to do something to others. In other words, we focus towards all people, all beings of course. The lay life is focused to your own family. You think of your wife, your husband, your children, your uh, father, mother, you have only mainly only your family. That is what happened. If the monks get married, the same thing will happen. Monks will focus to only their family, no particular service, no such service. <clears throat> okay, Bante, could you please go over the requirements to attain stream entry one more time. Okay, stream entry to become a stream enter you to keep clear clear mind that you have no uh, animosity. No uh, fear and animosity of your five pre five precepts means you have to keep a clear mind, clear sila morality. Five precepts. Five precepts are to be very pure, pristine, pure five precepts. First thing. Secondly. Uh, Four factors for stream enter. The first one is unwavering confidence in the Buddha, then, second, in the Dhamma, third, in the Sangha. Unwavering confidence. Your, your confidence is unwavering. You trust the Buddha, Dhamma, and the Sangha. Without any hesitation, you accept Buddha as the teacher, Dhamma, and the Sangha as well. Those three, and the fourth factor is Arya Kanta Seela, the sila which is conducive, uh, which is dear to noble ones, the Seela which is dear to noble ones, Arya Kanta Seela, that is. The sealer purified with eight factors, five precepts, is the same five precepts purified with eight factors. So those are the, and also uh, you to, you to see, no, you are to know and see the dependent origination. Okay, three things. Five precepts, clear, pristine, pure, five precepts. Four factors for the uh, stream enter and uh, dependent origination. Know and see the dependent origination. As I was... Practising Metta today I found myself feeling overwhelmed overwhelmed with emotion emotion and is t- started to cry. I did not feel sad but it was more of a feeling of beauty and oh is t- is what I am supposed to feel during metta. During metta, even during metta you can feel such things. But you have to understand, uh, when you practice metta, emotion, if you have such emotions, you have to calm down. You have to calm down yourself. Uh, the way to calm down is understanding the cause of Course of emotion. Without, without a course nothing happens. Therefore understand the cause and try to reduce, try to cut down the cause and come to calmness. Pante, what is jhana? Is it Concentration without hindrances. Do you need jhanic uh, concentration to attain sovan or oh, sotapan? How can one be guided to jhanic states? Okay, jhana means, as we explained earlier, jhana <coughs> means the, you concentrate. When you concentrate your mind, you can understand experience some certain factors. If you If you continue, if you practice the same thing, then you can come to the jhanic level, it's the level of your mind. Uh, As you practice, you can understand the different uh, factors, jhanic factors. In such a way, you come to the different jhana, jhanic concentration, okay. Do you need jhanic concentration to attain sotapanna? Even without jhana, one can not only attain sotapanna, even some monks have attained uh, attain arahantship, without jhana. Uh, how can one be guided to jhanic status? The jhanic status Also the same guidance, that is to meditate serenity, you have to practice serenity only, then you can come to jhana, either metta or recollection of the qualities of the Buddha or repulsive repulsive nature of the body, like that, you have to practice one of the concentration meditations. Bhante, what is āre-metta? Can you explain, please? No such things. No āre-metta. Metta is metta. That's it. No Arya or ānare. You cannot categorize metta into āre or ānare. Metta, when you practice, it is āre. That's true. But Buddha has never said that. If an individual always thinks their perceptions are always right you know for a matter of fact some are wrong. Do you correct this person or let them continue on as is? You know if we can help others. If we can help others, then we should help them in order to correct their perception, in order to correct their, the way that they are thinking. Perhaps they are uh, they are doing unwholesome deeds, if you can uh, enlighten them, if you can teach them what is good and bad, what is wrong, what is right, like that. Then we, we are doing a great meritorious deed. It is one of the greatest meritorious deeds. So we, we should try. Hmm? Rather simply uh, remain silent. Bante, forgive me if this question is uh, inappropriate. If so, just ignore. Prayer the Buddha. Clearly the Buddha taught that killing is harmful to both victim and uh, perpetrator what is the correct understanding with regards to abortion when does when does new life begin according to buddhism new life begins uh, when the Consciousness arrives uh, to mother's womb. That happens when the parents, when mother, uh, the, when the parents get together at the time of their union. The three things should come together. Three, th- three things are the mother's purity, hmm? mother's uh, the time, proper time, till puert- fertility. That is the first thing and then parents union, and then the consciousness arises, consciousness arrives, that is the conception, that is how, that is the time the conception takes place. So from that time it is a life, it is the life, because consciousness has already reached there, so if you uh, destroy it, you destroy a life, that is unwholesome. You are, you are killing a bean. Okay, how do the parami I guess this parami you your writing perhaps Paruni or Parami relate to Metta and mindfulness? Parami Buddha has not talked about parami. Those are from later works. You don't find parami in the these discourses. Okay. Bante, I have read that uh, when practicing anapanasati, one can focus on the breath at the nose or abdomen. Can you describe the latter in more details? What part of the abdomen should I specifically focus on? Uh, We recommend to practice giving attention to breath to nostrils, not the abdomen. Giving attention to abdomen is one method introduced by one Particular monk from uh, Myanmar, Burma, that is called Mahasi method, where they practice giving attention to the abdomen, the belly. When you practice that, if you want to, when you practice you ask the what practice of the abdomen, what part of the abdomen should I specifically focus on? Focus on navel, on your navel, and practice. If you want to, otherwise switch to mindfulness of so breathing to nostril. Okay. Next is two uh, more. Bante, can you please explain the characteristic? associated with the different levels of jhanas, How many levels are there? We talk about this. When you are at a crossroads in life and you are not sure which direction to choose, how do you come to a uh, decision especially when you might let other people down let others people down if you uh, decide to go another way ah, this is but this is where we have to understand what is what is beneficial and unbeneficial what is good and what is bad what is harmful and what is not harmful. So harmful means we have to understand our decision whether it is harmful to me, whether it is harmful to others. If it is harmful we should not take that decision. Whether it is wholesome, whether it is good or bad, that also we have to understand. We always uh, define things according to the according to how much it affects us, whether it affects to me, whether it affects to others, both these sides. We have to understand both these sides. That is how we Buddhists take decisions. We have to understand whether it is harmful to me. If it is harmful to me, I should not do that. If it is harmful to others, then I should not do that. If it is harmful to both sides, I should not do. If it is not harmful to me, not others, and both, then we can take it. Take decision. That is how we Buddhist take decisions. Okay, Bhante clearly one of the five precepts is to avoid alcohol and drugs that lead to heedlessness. What is the correct understanding with regard to marijuana? Clearly alcohol produces heedlessness, not so with coffee and tea. Is there any merit to the use of marjuana on the path? Is there any merit? Marjuana as I understand, I don't know what marjuana is, even I have never seen what you are talking about this. I just know this word. In my life I have never used such things. I don't know, though, as I understand, Marjwana itself is a sort of intoxicant, Hmm? so we Buddhist, not only Buddhist, we as civilized people, as cultured people, we should not intoxicate our mind, Hmm? we should not intoxicate our mind, we have to keep the mind clear. That is why we should refrain from taking intoxicants. Okay, next two more. One of the eleven is metta. Metta, what what are the remaining ten? Ah, that's uh, regarding that. That uh, story about the sutta, uh, ten methods to attain enlightenment. Uh, first, the four jhana, then, four sublime abodes, eight, then, uh, immaterial attainments, first three immaterial. Attainment. First three, together eleven. There are four jhanas on jhanic states. The first jhana on jhanas uh, and jhanas state one could have practice metta and insight meditation. Could you please repeat the other three practices required? Inside uh, the first jana, as Jhana's state, one could have practice Metta and Insight meditation. It's not clear to me. Could you please repeat the other thing? In Vipassana concentration or meditation, sankharas arises and passes away. Passes away in the body. Would you please explain it? The same phenomena happens when practicing metta on existence, does not exist. Well, this is again some term, sankhara, in that means conditioned. Conditioned things are arising and passing, everything is conditioned. Hmm? Even body, when you practice, even bodily, you see this rising, person nature. That is what you call sankara in this case. But the Buddha did not uh, use the term Sankhara for this, this particular term. Bodyly, bodily formations are breath. Buddha so said bodily formation means breath. Okay, the last one. Can I develop metta by direct service to those in need, such as the infirm, elderly, mentally or physically sick persons, or those in prison or homeless? I've done this in the past and seen my heart open, not only to the one I've served but to others as well. Uh, perhaps this is more a compassion practice than metta. Yes, that is. You can you can practice it. It is very good. Uh, when you practice, you to understand. Whenever you have the idea to uh, get rid of a person from a sort of problem. For trouble, helpful. You are helpful to others, like physically you do things, where you are more. You have more compassion than metta, but both are all right. Both are good things to practice. Hmm? You cannot say uh, metta is better. Uh, um, compassion is not like that. If you practice compassion, that itself is good. Hmm? Metta, Karuna, Mudita, Upeka. All the four are good good ones, good things. Hmm? Four uh, sublime abodes. Okay, that's the last one. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take a few minutes break and come back to practice. Oh. <sharp inhale>